0: The Hand I found a hand half buried in a field. Like light, it held all colors in itself. A sparkling white, perhaps alabaster, or moonlight pooled and then solidified. I bought the field. I dug around the hand, hired men to drag it from the hiding place. They marveled at the size. I crossed their palms with silver, bribing them to tell no one. I scrubbed the dirt, the lichen flourishes and stains until the hand was luminous by day or night. It shone below the moon as if it were the glove to catch that ball. In summer, I lay naked in its curl, the coolness of the skin against my skin. In fall, leaves settled in the finger's bowl. In snow, the hand was lost beneath the stars. One night I dreamed the fingers held three keys. The first was silvery, a key of rain. The second bronze, unlocking a great chest, where all the souls of those to be were stored. The third was golden, notched and nicked with signs. But what it meant, or why the angels flew backwards and forwards, hunting the bright key, I didn't know. I reached to them in sleep. Stories say that God could make a mountain with just one hand. To make a man took two. All I know is story. I called and woke, and dew was on my face like chilly tears.
1: To take pity on people in distress is a human quality which every man and woman should possess, but it is especially requisite in those who have once needed comfort and found it in others. I number myself as one of these because if ever anyone required or appreciated comfort or indeed derived pleasure therefrom, I was that person. These are the opening lines of the Decameron, a massive collection of 100 stories written by Giovanni Boccaccio in the middle of the 14th century. The Decameron was composed during a particularly eventful time in Central Europe, when the Black Plague ravaged the continent. In the book, ten citizens of Florence flee their hometown to seek sanctuary in the countryside. For ten days, they take turns telling one another stories or fables or parables or histories or whatever you choose to call them, to pass the time, and to share in common humanity. Our situation is not so different, and the crisis provoked by the virus is especially acute in Boccaccio's native Italy. Even there, there remains a powerful impulse to create communities out of isolation. In Boccaccio's case, it was a fictional group of refugees building a micro-community around stories. Today, footage of Italians singing to and with one another from apartment windows across empty city streets suggests the same ancient urgency to gather around works of art is as pointed as ever. We may not have a lavish country estate to retire to to wait out the contagion, as Boccaccio's characters did, but we do have this, and that is not nothing. We might not be able to feast together in person right now, but I hope that in this virtual potluck you will find something to nourish you, some food to meet your hunger. As Marley Yeomans puts it in her beautiful poem, The Hand, all I know is story. This is true for many of us. Story or song or image is all we know. And right now it sometimes seems as if that is all we have. It may not be enough to pay our bills, feed the hungry, to protect the elderly and infirm, but it is something, and I hope enough to make us all feel a little less alone, a little less overwhelmed, a little more human. Here on this program, we are going to attempt to recreate a new Decameron for our time. We hope to share 100 stories with you, to provide some of that common humanity Boccaccio's characters made for one another in their moment of distress. Each day, we will share a reading from one of America's great living writers. Each contribution will be available to read online at anewdecameron.com and will be accompanied by a work of visual art. I am glad you are here, and what we have to share, I hope you will find a hand too.